The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. Excited to tell you about a couple of things you should check out relating to the podcast. One, Podbean Live Chat tonight, because it's Thursday, April 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the Super Friends I guess just myself, Ryan Wilson, and Sean Wagner McGuff won't be John Breach because he had a baby. Booyah. Congratulations, Breach. Uh, but we will be doing a live mailbag. Uh, we will connect and do a live chat on the Podbean app. Debo is setting all this up. It's going to be a blast. We want you to come and join us. You can ask us anything. We will answer your questions. Uh, life, love, children, football, draft related. You, you want to find out how Ryan puts together his mocks? You want to you want to see how the sausage is made? How that that little pork sausage gets ground up by hand? Come and check it out. Things could get weird. Obviously, download the Podbean app from the App Store wherever you get your apps. It's free. Download that. Join us Thursday at eight p.m. We'll be tweeting about it, but make sure and check that out. Coming up, we do have Ryan Wilson joining us to talk about uh, his top ten wide receivers, but also check out in the feed Josh Edwards' top ten running backs for the draft. Um, we also talked to Danny Cannell for top 10 quarterbacks, and we have a special interview with Phil Sims, former Giants quarterback and NFL on CBS analyst. Phil is awesome, and we talked to him about myriad things, including Tom Brady's move, what the Giants are currently doing, and reminiscing about Super Bowl 21. So make sure and check that out. Also coming tomorrow, the uh, – sorry, there's a lot of things to promote. The Pick 6 podcast, tight end O-line rankings with Pete Prisco, and one more thing – Four to five Eastern every single day, every single weekday, the Pick 6 podcast show on CBS Sports HQ. It's free. It's live. It's video. It's entertaining. It's shenanigans. And um, if you support this podcast and you want to support that video show, we greatly appreciate it. Ryan Wilson, what's happening? Yo, yo, yo. Or in the immortal words of Javon Kinlaw at the Combine speaking to CBSSports.com. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We still got deeper to play that drop. What – um Man, what, uh, how long was that intro? I, I felt like it was 12 minutes. It was so long that I was looking and noticed that you had rearranged your messy shelf behind you there. Yeah. Is that C3PO over your right shoulder? That is a, uh, Shecky. An award. 
a Dave Damashek podcast award. It's a, uh, it's a fake Oscar trophy with a stick up its butt. And, um, it might be a C3PO actually with uh, Dave Damashek's and a pantsuit while wearing a pantsuit. All right. Yeah. Uh, I won that for being best non football playing guest of the year. Boom. I like now. I've never heard that story. How is that possible? Uh, people find me entertaining, I guess. I don't know. Oh, have I not heard that story from you is my point. Oh, I just assumed I had told it. Oh, uh, okay. More often. Okay. Uh, moving along to your top 10 wide receivers. Anything else you want to talk about? How excited are you for Breach? I'm excited for him. <laughs> yeah, his, his little daughter was born. Um, what's today? As we today is Thursday. She was born on Tuesday. Tuesday, right, yeah. She has more hair than I have on my entire face already. And she is clearly, we didn't get the measurements, but I'm 100% sure she's already taller than her dad. Okay. Two minutes and 30 seconds, Devo says on in the intro. That's not bad. Lord. Five minutes. Five minutes, you're an a-hole. That's like a 80s sitcom having to sit between the, the commercial breaks. That's how long that was. Two and a half minutes. Or like a Friday uh, uh, um, TGIF. Remember TGIF? Yeah. On Friday nights? Yeah. Family Matters? I was going to say, Family Matters was the first one that popped House. There's Full House, then Family Matters. Uh, then um, the, uh, the, oh gosh, what's the one with Belky Bartokamus? Yeah, Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. And then uh, did, what was the original closer? I don't remember. Oh man. You got to look it up. Yeah, underrated. Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, it, was it Mr. Belvedere? Oh, Mr. Step Bel- by step. It was step by step. Oh, that's with Patrick Duffy. Yeah. yeah, that was the that was the four original ones, I think. Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step, and Perfect Strangers. I, I believe. Step, step fan, but I do remember Patrick Duffy from his days on Dallas. Mm. See, you Bobby, love, you love to see it. I think he was Bobby. You think Dallas will draft a wide receiver? Probably not. Terrible segue. But let's talk about your number ten, your top ten wide receivers in the NFL draft. I'm going to venture a guess that this, uh, like, I think this is the best wide, this is the best wide receiver class I've ever seen. Yeah, who's they talking? I was talking to someone yesterday on the radio and they, they mentioned the 2014 class. I think this class could be better than 2014. That's the class where the Bills traded up for Sammy Watkins and could have stayed, stayed put for a lot of really, really good wide receivers, including, uh, I believe Eldo Beckham would have still been available. But I think this class has a chance to be pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Well, the thing is, is that, um, it was, so 2014, in hindsight, great, immediate hindsight, great, because you had, uh, of course, Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. Kelvin Benjamin had a thousand yards his first season. Brandon Cooks had a thousand yards his first season. Sammy Watkins performed well out of the gate. It looked like it was going to be a historically great class. And I'm missing somebody who was drafted later. Maybe Allen Robinson. I have to look it up. I'm not sure. Um, My was so slow that. It'll take a while. Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. That's right. So, uh, so it, like, ironically, the two best guys, Jarvis Landry was in a class too. The two best guys ended up being later. Robinson, I think Allen Robinson is maybe, maybe Mike Evans is the, Mike Evans is one. And, um, no, Devontae Adams one, Mike Evans two. Uh, Cooks has been traded twice and Odell Beckham has been traded and has slowed down, of course. So like, there's a, like, I think in, Later Heinz, 2020 hindsight, like five years removed from that draft. It's not quite like Kelvin Benjamin's out of the league. Sammy Watkins, you know, gets beat out by Devontae Parker. So it's like, it's not quite as good, um, as, as maybe we thought initially, but 
that's why to me, even though there's not a wide receiver who's going to be taken in the top five or top 10, this class could still be better because I think you look at the top end, it is, it is really, really good. And then even on the back end of this top 10, you've got like Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, this is a guy that could be an impact player his rookie year. Could be right away. That's that's exactly right. So I'm looking quickly at the 2014 class finally loaded. After pick 97, the Steelers took Dree Archer in round three, and he was a bust from day one. There is only one, two, three players, wide receivers, that are still playing in the NFL. Ryan Grant struggled with injuries. TJ Jones and Quincy Inunua, who's also struggled with injuries, and he's he's been okay. So, right, to your point, it, it, on paper it looked fantastic. It's been something less than that ever since. Michael Pittman Jr., the son of Michael Pittman which should have been a dead giveaway when I mentioned Junior. But he's 6'4". I think he ran a 4'5 or, or something in the combine. But he is a obviously a big receiver, a good high-point catch guy, probably a second- or third-round pick. If you told me he slipped into day three, I would say, okay, I, I get that, but only because of the depth of the other positions and, and just a, this class in general. But um, Steelers seem like a good fit. The Buccaneers, I mean, imagine him with Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans, who you mentioned, and Michael Pittman. I'll catch and jump balls from Tom Brady. The Jets make sense because they need someone, whether it's a pick 11 or, or in uh, subsequent picks in, in the first round. The Redskins don't have a second-round pick, but they have a third-round pick. So if he's there at the top of the third round, I think you take uh, a long look at him. And then, of course, the Patriots um, need a lot of wide receiver help for whoever's going to end up being quarterback there. But, um, yeah, I like him. Who do you compare him to in terms of NFL players? So I'm not a huge comp guy, but – um, but I'm going to make comps anyway because I'm going to ask you for them. No, I see. I understand that, and and I gave some to Debo. But I just want to point out that R.J. White, uh, who is on the podcast, I think at least weekly, the NFL draft editor, uh, tasked me and Josh Edwards and, and Chris Passo, who have all been on this podcast and the the draft three amigos, to come up with comps for a lot of these players. I don't know if this was uh, Chris or Josh, but the Cortland Sutton was the one they came up with, and I, I actually like that. Uh, cause Sutton was a second round pick when he came out and there, there were questions about his speed and his, his sort of, his, uh, playmaking ability. He's answered all those questions. I think Pittman could follow a similar path. Yeah. And he's, uh, like, you know, a chain mover, possession receiver or whatever you want to call it. Like it's, even though he's not a blazer, I, I think that gets really overplayed in combine season, don't you? Yeah. Cause people run out of things to talk about and more this year than ever because we're all locked in our houses with nothing else to do. He's a really he's Michael Pittman is a really good football player, and I think any other draft class that wasn't this deep at wide receiver, he would probably be late first round, slam dunk second round pick. But he'll he'll just fall to the third round, and Cortland Sutton fell to the second round for reasons. And guess what? He turned out to be really really good. Uh, by the way, Debo points out to me in Slack, um, and Debo is, is really unparalleled at his in show research. Mm-hmm. Points out that the '96 uh, wide receiver class maybe qualifies as, as the greatest ever because Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, Keyshawn Johnson, Moosin Muhammad, Eric Moulds, Amani Toomer, Joe Horn, Terry Glenn, Eddie freaking Kennison, Bobby Ingram. Pretty good class. So, yeah, I mean, you got two Hall of Famers and then Keyshawn. I think Terry Glenn passed away. Terry Glenn did pass away. Forgot about that. Man. Um, all right, moving along to your number, not to move along too quickly from Terry Glenn. Uh, you know, it also be good for the Michael Pittman, by the way. Mm. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they have the thirty-fourth pick. I don't know if he would go that high, but yeah, I'd be like, okay, why not? Um, but like, if you, but like, if you saw a run of like five or six wide receivers in the first round, which is we don't think is going to happen, but it's not off the table. Like, it could happen. Um, the Colts, or maybe the Colts take him in the middle of the second round because I think they still have that second round pick, right? 
Um, yeah, 44 as well. Yeah, so like 44 wouldn't be a bad spot for Pittman. Like you pair him with T.Y. Hilton, you get a big possession guy, a younger guy who doesn't have to be the alpha on a team, can line up there. I wouldn't mind that pick. K.J. Hamler. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 48 is where I had him going in my seven-round mock draft, Michael Pittman to the Jets. So that's not far off from 44. Mm, man, how would you with Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs and Michael Pittman? And all of a sudden, like, that's the thing. That's the other thing, too, when we look at, you know, you look at, how we grade players coming out of free agency or great teams coming out of free agency. And you get all hot and bothered about like Sam Darnold doesn't have any weapons. The Jets let Robbie Anderson go. It's like, well, yeah, that's true. But like, if they go out and get Jerry Judy and Michael Pittman, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Sam Darnold might have some serious weapons. Now you like to have a veteran there, but yeah, not bad. They might want someone to block for Sam Darnold too. But if they took those two guys, the first two picks, I would actually laugh very loudly about that. Why? Just because they need to, they need to bolster that offensive line at some point. But yeah, they spent all. They, they got some decent underrated guys in free agency. George Fant, Connor McGovern. Yeah, my guy Connor McGovern. The Connor OG. McGovern Senior. Not the not the Cowboys Connor McGovern. That's hey, right. did you know that? So we have uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., mm-hmm. Michael Pittman Jr., and as we discovered yesterday with uh, Josh Edwards, Anthony McFarland Jr., who is not Booger's son. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, because I, I would feel bad of all the uh, him being on social media during the Monday Night Football games, having to hear them trash this old man. But it would be cool to have a guy called Baby Booger. <laughs> we can still call him that. Uh, all right, uh, KJ Hamler out of some scrub college up in uh, Pennsylvania. Pin, I never heard of it. I don't know. Uh, they wear white, something like that. What do you think about this guy? Uh, Debo wanted me to put him at number one. I. Debo's a Penn State fan. I'm not really insulting Penn State. He's a Penn State alum. Give him a little more than that. Along with uh, Miranda McCormick, who's yeah. also uh, a director up in Stanford. Debo, who's the bigger Penn State fan, you or Miranda? I will give that to Miranda. <laughs> I was she was she was sporting a lot of Penn State gear at the combine. I I, I was I was wondering how hardcore you are about that. Getting married to an Ohio State fan, she is soon. Right, so. that's right. That'll be interesting. Yeah, my my allegiances lie with the uh, the pro teams. So if Hamler ends up an Eagle, could be great. Would you ever marry uh, an Ohio State alum? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. What about like a New York Giants fan? Cowboys is is off the list. Giants, <laughs> maybe. I think a Cowboys fan just tells you a lot about a person. Right. All right. Good to know. Make a note, Brenton, when you're trying to trying to set Debo up. No Cowboys fans. Ohio State fans are okay. Ohio State fans are fine. All right. Uh, anyway, KJ Hamler. He's small. That's the first thing that stands out when you see him. But he is so incredibly fast, and he can play in the slot. He can do end rounds, uh, quick quick screens. He can do, he can return the ball, and um, his sort of ability in the open field to make people miss is it, it makes your head hurt watching him play. And I think let me check really quickly. I had him going. Ooh, I love this. I had him going 45th to the Buccaneers. So uh, Tom Brady loves sm- throwing to small slot receivers, and he is more athletic than Wes Welker and Julian Edelman combined. And I think that could be uh, a lot of fun in, in, in Tampa Bay and also help to help the return game. Other places that might be good landing spots, I mentioned the Colts. They do have uh, Paris Campbell from last year and T.Y. Hilton's a smallish receiver. K.J. Hamler uh, going to the Steelers. I would actually love to see that because pressure off Juju, pressure off – James Washington, Deontay Johnson plays a similar role. Um, the Jets and the Redskins are other possibilities in, in the second or, or early third round. 
And um, the player comp brought to you by, I think, I don't think it's me, either Josh or, or Trapasso, is Philip Dorsett. Oh, okay. That's not bad. A little burner over the top who works mostly in the slot. Maybe get him in space. With the com- the comps, you can't say everyone is going to be Deshaun Jackson because not everyone's going to be Deshaun Jackson. So I think this is probably a little more realistic. And you, uh, your reaction is one that is about right. Like, oh, okay, I, I can sort of see that, but you don't know. Maybe he's terrible. Uh, Debo, what do you think about? Give us a lowdown of KJ Hamler. Poor man's Tyreek Hill. How do you like that comparison, Ryan? Now that's a that's a bold bold statement. I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, if you're Hill, Hill was what a third rounder. Deshaun Jackson was a second rounder. So I, I agree with you. You can't compare everyone to these first round talents. But yeah, I would love to see that speed as a as a young Deshaun Jackson type. No one, you can't project that type of career. But speedster, playmaker. Anytime he caught the ball, watching those games, you just thought something was going to happen, which is what you want with a wide receiver. Yeah. Although. Sean would say the same thing about Mr. Bisky. Every time the ball's in his hands, you knew something was going to happen. Just wasn't going to be good. Handler's the opposite. <laughs> uh, number eight. And this is why I think that this class is just absolutely loaded. I mean, I was, I was watching this guy last year a lot, not a lot in college football, but I've, I watched a few Colorado games and was just, I mean, I just think he just pops off, pops off the screen. A guy that is absolutely just uh, a, like a, an ex, like a monster. If he gets a ball, ball in his hand, he can stay healthy. Lavishka Chenault out of Colorado, your number eight wide receiver. Yeah, no, he would be higher. The 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 dings and bruises are are a concern. He ran a four five nine at the combine. <laughs> Forty five seconds after he ran, he said, "I have to get surgery on this core muscle injury." So that that was an issue. Um, core muscle injury surgeries in general, I think, are six-week rehab things. That's what uh, Le'Veon Bell did a few years ago, and um, you know they're guys that have that surgery. I think that's uh, what Nick Bosa did when he decided to shut it down back in September, October of Ohio State his last year there. So that's not the concern. The concern is just sort of the ability, the durability and the ability to stay healthy. So he's a first-round talent coming into the 2019 season, but didn't run as well as we thought at the Combine. I think that was injury-related, but he is a, a guy who can line up anywhere. And once you get the ball in his hands, he's he's like a running back, and he reminds me of Anquan Bolden in, in that regard. Probably a little faster version of Anquan Bolden, but Anquan Bolden had very little trouble getting open in the NFL. So I mentioned places like the the Saints. They don't have a I don't think they have a second round pick, but they have a, a late first round pick, and then a third round pick. And the 49ers, I would love to see him in in, in San Francisco alongside with Debo Samuel. That would be fun. Um, the Colts, the Steelers, the Bucks, and the Jets, those are all potential landing spots. The Patriots seem to make sense, but, again, they don't have a second-round pick. But but he would be a little higher than eight if he were 100% healthy. He's not, but I think he's going to be a really, really good football player. Um, you keep giving the Bucks wide receivers. Don't they have enough wide receivers? I think they need a slot receiver. Who's going to play in the slot? Godwin can't play in the slot? He can, but who's going to play outside then besides Michael Evans? You just have two receivers out there? Yeah, maybe that's a fair point. I mean, you can get a big receiver. I mean, get like I said, Michael Pittman. We mentioned him right. earlier. There's some versatility. Like that's why I like the OJ Howard Julian Edelman trade that I mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Patriots do that. OJ Howard has been an underachiever. I, that's. A, I think the Patriots would do that in a heartbeat. You think? Yeah. OJ right. Howard on the cheap, a young player for Julian Edelman. I think so. Not anything. Um. All right. I'm just saying, a lot of bucks action here. Jalen Rager, your number seven wide receiver. Look at, and, and you're thinking, like, we have this on our sheet here, but like, D 
these top, like we're going to get 10 wide receivers in the first three rounds, right? Easily. Yeah. First two. Could. There'll be a run on running backs in the second round, too. And by the way, the reason that a lot of these same teams are popping up, these are teams with late first round picks, second round picks, and early third round picks. So that's why you see the Bucks on there, for example, uh, and the Steelers, for example. And they also, te- they're teams that need wide receivers. So that's, that's sort of, uh, why a lot of these teams look the same. But, uh, 10 in the first two rounds, that's a good over-under prop. I don't know if that's something William Hill would have, but I think the over-under on wide receivers is, is it six and five and a half or six and a half in round one? So. Round one is six and a half? It might be five and a half. I'd have to look. Um, for William Hill, the last, the last line I saw. But, uh, 10 in two rounds. That's, that's, that's close. It's going to be close. Um, I think 10 goes in the first two rounds. If you get five, if you get six in the first round, I think four, I think it's going to be like a fantasy football draft. There, if there, and that sounds stupid, but fantasy football drafts are like real drafts. If there's an early run on wide receivers, like we're going to get rugs and for instance, if rugs and lamb, if, if the first wide receiver doesn't come off until the, like the Raiders, then I think you're going to get four wide receivers in the first round. Maybe, maybe five. But like if we get the Jets, like if everybody starts taking wide receivers early, like the 49ers take Lamb and the Raiders take Judy and the and the you know, like I'm saying if three guys come off early, then I think you're going to see these guys pile into the the, the first round and get a lot of first rounders go. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. Okay. All right, moving along to Jalen Rager, also a second round projected guy who could slide into the first round certainly out of TCU. Uh, what do you like about his game, Wilson? So yeah, no, I, I love Jalen Rager and he reminds me a little bit of KJ Hamler, but he's, he's bigger. Um, 5'11", I think is what he weighed, uh, what he measured and he was 190-ish at the combine. He, people thought he was throwing like a 4'3". I think he ran closer to 4'4'7". Whatever. He plays extremely fast and, um, that offense wasn't that explosive, but it wasn't because of him. They had a young quarterback, uh, at, at TCU and, and he struggled at times and that's to be expected. But uh, again, Rager is, is sort of an explosive, guy with the ball in his hands and you expect a lot of good things to happen and his player comp brought to you by josh andor trapasso was was brandon cooks and i think that makes a ton of sense and we just talked about brandon cooks earlier uh, as that first round pick who was part of that 2014 class who's moved around a lot but he's also made a ton of big plays um i'm actually curious why he gets traded so much but i think jalen rager uh like i love the idea of jalen rager on the saints at the 24th pick mm. michael thomas jalen rager can play in the slot with the ball in his hands Basically, a, a rich man's Taysom Hill. That's a joke. Um, they have Manny. <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing. I, I, I coughed while laughing, and I was on mute. Oh, okay, that's fine. It was funny. No, I like it. And, and Manny Sanders, which we sort of forget that Manny Sanders is in New Orleans now, but the idea of one more weapon to go along with Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees, um, I think that's that's a big hurdle for the, you know the Buccaneers, for example, to try to overcome. Even though they have Tommy down there now. Mm. I, I can, uh, I, I think it's sort of underrated where the Saints, like the, I guess they added Emmanuel Sanders. So they're, they're in pretty good shape and they have Traquan Smith. Yeah. Ted Ginn's gone. Yeah. I mean, where, where, did, he, where did Ted Ginn go? He, old age home. He's like a million. I think he's still a free still agent. A free agent. Wow. He was drafted in 2007. He was first- drafted. With, by the Dolphins originally, is that right? Yeah. And that's what people thought. All. They, people thought, people were angry about that pick because you know who the Dolphins thought they were getting? Uh, Jamarcus Russell? Mr. Brady Quinn. Oh, that's right. Man. In eighth. Ginn actually ended up having a really nice career, but like after him was Patrick Willis, Marshawn Lynch, 
Daryl Revis, Lawrence oh. Timmons, Michael Griffin, Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Owns an island. Yep. Greg Olson, first round of that draft, too. Um, Again, it had secretly, not secretly, quietly has had a fantastic career because the year before, the Steelers traded into the first round to get his former teammate, Santonio Holmes, and everyone thought Santonio Holmes was, for the first four years was out of this world good. Ted Ginn sort of was stopping and starting, and then he got a, sort of got hot uh, the last five or six, seven years of his career. He's never had a uh, thousand yard season. The closest he came was uh, 15 when he was, or actually, excuse me, 16. Uh, oh, actually, I took that back. In 17, his first year of the Saints, 787, 752. With the, I don't know why this devolved into a Ted Ginn podcast. Um, you know, I'm an idiot. Actually, his second year with the Dolphins, he had 790. So he's had, he's been close. He's had 700 yard seasons four times, has had a bunch of, um, a, uh, a bunch of different, you know, kick return, you know, years where he had, a, you know, a bunch of kick return yardage and punt return yardage. He's been pretty good in the playoffs, though. Like in the, you know, he's had some good runs in the playoffs. He's a deep threat. But yeah, that's, I don't mind that. Uh, all right. So Jalen Rager to the Saints. I can get on board with this. They need one more weapon for Drew Brees if they want to push over the top. And again, you can't, you know, expect to get this guy and he just walks in and dominates. Brandon Ayuk. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Arizona it. Arizona State. Uh, yeah. Prisco's boy. Prisco's guy played in Nikhil Harry's shadow last year at Arizona State in the 2018 season. He was a Juco transfer and uh, he came in last year and sort of learned the ropes in 2018, 2019. Uh, he just went off. He was just destroying fools. And one of my favorite games is the Oregon game where inexplicably Justin Herbert and that Oregon team lost to an Arizona State team that I think had previously lost four straight games, started a freshman quarterback. Uh, you had a, I think he had a return touchdown in the game, caught a big pass. And he's just explosive. Uh, he's a yak monster, as the kids like to say. Only ran a 4-5 at the Combine, but I think he was nursing an injury. I know he had an injury at the Senior Bowl. He didn't participate there. Well, he, just, he just had core muscle surgery. Oh, there you go. Another uh, on April 7th, which okay. was uh, Tuesday, per Mike Garofalo of NFL Network. It's actually kind of funny because Adam Kaplan, who uh, I think works for Sirius or something like that, um, he pointed out, he's like, he made some snarky comment about internet scouts on Twitter. And he's like, the internet scouts are not in on Brandon Ayuk the way that NFL teams are. And then like 10 minutes later, it was like, he's having surgery on his, like a core muscle surgery. He's like, well, he's definitely not going the first round now. Uh, we'll see. I, I know some no, people. You're not, you don't have core muscle surgery on April 7th to go in the first round. It just doesn't happen. Not in this class. Maybe not, but I mean, that's only, that's like a six week, it's not a serious injury. I mean, I just talked about Le'Veon Bell and Nick Bosa having that same procedure and, um, LaVisca Chanel's having it. Um, I think I would take Brandon Ayuk just over Lemiska Chenault if I had given that choice. But that said, he didn't go in the first round of my latest mock draft. I had him going 49th to your Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him there because he is a deep threat and they need to open things up because Juju, um, for as much as I love him, is not a number one receiver without some help around him. Player comp courtesy of the other draft dudes at CBS Sports, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Wow. That would be. Mm, that's spicy. I love Michael Gallup. He's going to have a huge year in 2020. Um, Ayuk, too, like you can get him the ball in short yardage and he can create yards after the catch, too, which I think is a big plus in 2020, like especially for a rookie. I, I think that goes understated. Like you, DK Metcalf had a great season, but even he was like, you know, I mean, like you're not going to be a, just a deep threat monster every time and have a big year. Like you need to be a guy who can get the ball in short yardage, especially if you have a young quarterback that you're pairing a wide receiver with and then he, you know, can take off and Ayuk can do that. And, uh, who was it? The, um, who was the quarterback for the Arizona State last year? Jaden Daniels. Is that right? Jaden Daniels? I think that's right. Boom! I nailed it! It was Jaden Daniels. Man, I'm good at this. Um, 
remembering names. He was he was he was a freshman, true freshman, and he was just not he's just not accurate. Like he completed right around sixty percent of his passes. What? I said twice he's a true freshman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you. Uh, I didn't know his name though, so you get you get Jaden Daniels, true freshman. Um and he's, he's he is nineteen years old right now. He's born in two thousand. And he just he just wasn't ready, and it hurt Ayuk's production because he, you know, and he still had a really good year. I mentioned uh-huh. the fact that he was a freshman because that 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 team somehow beat Oregon and Justin Herbert in one of the most depressing games you could ever watch as a Justin Herbert fan. Yeah, for real. Uh, number five, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Now we're talking about uh, these guys are all again second round picks, but could creep into the first round depending on how the the draft sort of plays out. Yeah, I love 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 Denzel Mims. Almost as much as I love Jordan Love. Um, he had a good season at Baylor. Again, the quarterback situation was iffy. They, they swapped quarterbacks a few times, but, uh, he was sort of the only show in town in terms of, of receivers on Baylor. So he, he saw double teams, press man. He saw all, all sorts of coverage and, and he won virtually every time down the field. And then he went to the combine, ran a four, three, eight, I think, ran like a six, six and change, three cone drill, had a really good senior bowl. Um, if you guys are bored during the, uh, Social distancing. Go to Senior Bowl's website and find the videos, and you can watch the the wide receivers go against the cornerbacks one on one. And he's just destroying people, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, imagine him on the Broncos. I have that that team possibly. Imagine him on the Eagles, for example. Um, I, I just think he would flourish right away. I know JJ Arcega Whiteside's coming back. Hopefully, he's better than he was last year because God help, he can't be worse. Alshon Jeffrey, like I don't know what the future holds for Alshon Jeffrey, but you need a plan B at the wide receiver position. Deshaun Jackson's coming back. I, I think that group has a chance to be really, really good. And I'm sure Carson Wentz would appreciate the opportunity to throw to someone, um, you know, who has actually played wide receiver more than two weeks. Yeah, four three eight uh, for Mims at the, the forty would be a nice pairing with Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, um, Noah Fant ran a four five. Does his six 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 three cone drill disturb you? That's amazing. Uh, it's satanic, right? Because um, <laughs> decaf Metcalf ran worse than Tom Brady seven three or something seven three eight whatever it was. Uh, Thirty eight and a half inch for yeah. I mean his numbers are, are fantastic in the comment in terms of athletic. Um, is there any concern that uh, like? Because I mean I don't, I'm not trying to comp Corey Denzel Mims to Corey Coleman because they both came out of Baylor. Oh. I think it's different. Oh. He's not Corey Coleman. Look at the comp that I put. I actually put this comp down. You see it in the rundown? Uh, I did. You put down Josh Gordon. That I like a lot better than Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman should have been a fourth. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess. Um, what do you think? You Josh, think Coleman Josh, Josh Gordon? Gordon without the weed? Well, weed's legal now, or you know, sort of legal. I saw, the- um, like, yeah, I, I, I obviously read tons of CBS stuff, but I got you. Know, you read Lance Zierlein's course. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah, Lance is great. Um, I saw a comp that he did. I can't remember who it was one of the running backs that we were looking at yesterday, and the comp was Ryan Matthews (parentheses with durability). <laughs> like, I, I remember reading that scouting report and laughing when I saw that. I know, it's like so savage. Um, okay, so Mims, but Mims would take the top off guy. Who I, I to me, I think like you don't want to get Mims and have him be your one, right? Not not in the year one, but he right. he's um. He's going to surprise. I feel like he's going to surprise some people with his versatility in terms of the route running. He's physical at line of scrimmage. He gets open and then he makes catches. So I know we had some focus drops at Baylor last year. I, I I'm not too worried about that. You didn't. A lot of that didn't show up at the Senior Bowl. So I, I think um, I think he has a chance to be special. All right. 
Let's take a break and we come back. Ryan's top four wide receivers in the NFL draft, including a number one that may surprise you. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So number four wide receiver in the NFL draft uh, listed on our rundown as first to second round range. I would be stunned if Justin Jefferson fell to the second round. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But the, here's the thing. Look, he had a fantastic season at LSU. Joe Burrow certainly had a lot to do with that, but so did Justin Jefferson. Um, played in the slot, faced zero man, press man coverage out of the slot, which isn't unusual in college. Um, didn't play as fast as he ran at the combine, but once he showed up at the combine with 6'1", 202, I think is what he was, ran a four four three. people were like, oh, automatic first rounder. And he ran really well in a straight line for 40 yards in Indy. And I love, like, I love Justin Jefferson, and I would – not be shocked at all if he went the first round. But before the combine numbers, people were talking about him as a fringe first, second round guy. So that's where I have him here. Um, that said, I mean, the Patriots make sense as a slot guy, huge slot guy. The Saints make sense as a huge slot guy. The Vikings make sense because they need, they traded away everyone or cut everyone before the season. And the player comp, and this isn't mine, it must be Chris or, Chris or, um, Josh's, Chris Godwin, who we just talked about. Hmm. I thought he was bigger than that. Am I crazy? Is Chris Godwin six one? I don't think he is. Uh, I don't think so. But I mean, you know, comps aren't perfect. <laughs> Chris Godwin is is six one. He's exactly six oh, one. Take that. How much does he weigh? Uh, two. two he's actually heavier than Justin Jefferson. There, okay, there we go. Oh for two. Man, Chris Godwin is just a monster. Yeah. It's a shame he went to Penn State. <laughs> if only he'd gone to NC State, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. Oh my God, he'd be yeah, he'd be like Chris Godwin, number one receiver. Um. Yeah, I, I, I just think, I guess I, maybe I'm, I just in my mind, I just picture Justin Jefferson as bigger. It could be because Chris Godwin plays with Mike Evans. That could be. Justin Jefferson, I didn't think he was, I was surprised he was 6'1", 202 or whatever he was when, when we saw him walk up on the set. Cause I thought you watch him play and he, he's in the slot. So it, it's sort of hard to tell when you're standing next to all those fat guys along the offensive line, sure. but, uh, he's perfect size, speed, hands, everything. So to your point, if he goes in the first round, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Well, and like in 2018 as a sophomore, just 54 catches for 870 yard, 875 yards and six touchdowns. Um, obviously Jared Brady's coming in and ramping up that passing game helps, but then 111 catches, 1540 yards, 18 mm. touchdowns from the slot. That, it, it's wild too, Ryan, how like even over the last five, yeah, probably seven, maybe seven or eight years, like these wide receivers, slot wide receivers, you don't have to be a 510 white guy to play in the slot anymore. No, Juju Smith-Schuster was a slot receiver before A.B. left. I mean, he was just dominating people. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he's not 5'8". He's 6'8". Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Arians likes to move guys around. And so that's, a, yeah, that's really the difference. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, and plus, like you bring when you bring a guy in like a Justin Jefferson as a rookie who's going to play in the slot too, you're not going to draw top cornerback coverage. Even if even if you're the most dangerous guy on the team, it's easier from you know Chris Godwin if he slides in the slot, he can you know he, Mike Evans is going to draw the number one coverage out there. But like you don't, most teams don't have their top corners traveling everywhere into the slot. A rookie is going to get some good looks, especially if he can get open and make contested catches like Justin Jefferson can. I think he goes in the first round. Too valuable in 2020. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. And also to your point uh, about uh, favorable coverage inside. A lot of the conversation about a lot of these cornerbacks in this class, CBs, not QBs, is that this guy's only 5'9", but he plays like he's 6'1". If he were three inches taller, he'd be a second-round pick. So these 5'9", 5'8", guys are going to go on day three because they're short, even though they're incredible cover corners. They're going to kick inside, and they're going to have to match up against Justin Jefferson. So are you taking your 5'8", cover corner versus a 6'1", 200-pound wide receiver? I'm not. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. So – um, even when you, a guy you love, and usually the smaller guys kick inside a cornerback, there are going to be matchup problems. Yep. Uh, number three, the speed demon. Uh, I, I think a lock for the first round at this point, I think is good value to bet on to be the first wide receiver off the board because of the buzz you hear about what teams might actually, and I don't, I don't know how this works out in terms of people, teams boards or whether they just like the upside that Henry Ruggs brings. Uh, but he can take the top off and he will be going in the top 15 picks. I would be stunned if he made it out of the top 20. Hank Ruggs. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Hank. Hank? Hank Ruggs third. Hank Ruggs the third. Yeah. So there's some conversation that maybe he's the first wide receiver. You just mentioned that. That would, I think, what's the, uh, what are the odds on that? Uh, it was five to one. I think it's down to like three and a half or four to one. Really? I'll have to look at Williams. Wow. By the way, uh, Debo points out that William Hill has, uh, a five and a half is the over under for wide receivers in the first round. Okay. Yeah. Like five and a half is, that's a great number. I don't know where I feel about that. Um, I, yeah, so would the Raiders do it at 12? They feel, it's still like the most, this feels like the most Raiders pick ever. But here's the thing, Judy had a lot of drops last year, not a lot, relatively speaking. Henry Ruggs had one. Um, he doesn't just run deep routes, he can run short routes, uh, and take it to the house, and he's gonna outrun everyone. I mean, we talked to Judy at the combine, and, you know, he probably answered this question a million times, but we asked him if he in fact would race Henry Ruggs. He said, uh, I would not race Henry Ruggs unless he gave me a head start. So, no, I did not ever race Henry Ruggs. Um, my comp for him was Mike Wallace, who I thought, interestingly, I thought when we talked to BMAC on the on the CBS Sports HQ show a few days ago, when I asked him would he rather have to, in practice, match up against Antonio Brown or Mike Wallace, he hesitated, and he actually said, I'd rather take Antonio Brown early in his career. Yeah, that was crazy. I can't believe he said that. So you sort of forget how good Mike Wallace was um, after he <laughs> went to to Miami, got all that money, and didn't do anything. Um, but uh, early in his career, he was lights out. And if Henry Ruggs does that, I think people will be very happy. Mm. All right. Number two. I said surprising number one. I think a lot of people just have Jerry Judy as the number one. I don't. You have him number two. I have him number two, and so do you. Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs' teammate at Alabama. I. It is interesting, like, you know, Nick Saban had a perfect combination of Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. You're talking about a guy, one guy can go over the top and the other guy can beat you deep, but is also a great route runner. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all if Jerry Judy is the first guy off the board. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, they had four first rounders on that team last year at wide receiver. Ruggs, Judy, Devonta Smith, and, um, uh, Waddle. What's Waddle's first name? I can't remember his Waddle's first name. But, um, and Waddle is supposed to be faster than Ruggs. So 
wrap your brain around that. But Jerry Judy ran Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, thank you. Jerry Judy ran like a, just under four or five at the combine, so he answered some questions about his speed. But his his deal is route running. Um, I mentioned he had dropped some some drops last year, but he has really good hands. And the the player comp is Odell Beckham on the field. I don't think he goes mm. around kicking 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 nets and proposing to them afterwards. But um, yeah, look, the Jets make a ton of sense at eleven if they took him there, just because uh, he can do everything you want underneath. He can win intermediate routes. He can win deep routes if he has to. Um, 49ers, I would absolutely love to see him and Debo Samuel. Broncos make sense at 15. Um, we'll see if there's some trading up and trading down, like teams moving up for offensive linemen or quarterbacks, and some of these wide receivers get pushed down. But, you know, Henry Ruggs and, and Jerry Judy are – I can't imagine a scenario where they're not in the first round. Yeah, no, they're going first round. And by it's, the way, yeah. let me – I want to announce the number one pick. Okay. T. Higgins. Oh my God! He didn't even make your top ten. That's right. He didn't make the top ten. It was. I was sort of surprised when I was going through it. I, was, I think T. Higgins is going to just be on the outside of this thing. Interesting. He didn't make it. That's wouldn't I? I I wouldn't be surprised if he was the eleventh wide receiver taken. But maybe somebody's going to get a steal. Yeah, I mean, he ran. He had a poor forty time and poor sort of drills at his pro day, and and those are issues. And the other issue is that he didn't play really against anyone in the ACC. Um, didn't show up uh, in the championship game. Yes, I know he had that head injury that caused him to leave, but before that, he didn't do a whole lot. So there are questions. He's a second or third round pick. I think that's okay, but I just didn't have him in my top ten. Okay, no, it's it's fine. It's your top ten. Uh, number one, the man who inspired the pin tweet on my profile. Oh yeah, yeah. Is your wife? He's real now. She does believe he's real. Why is football on? This is December twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Why is football on? I have to watch this. This isn't NFL. Draft prospects. Name one. C.D. Lamb. But now you're just making bleep up. Not true. C.D. Lamb is real. She heard his name called, and now you're hearing his name called by Ryan Wilson, the number one wide receiver on your big board. Um, is it safe to say that there is a the top? Is it top three or top four for you? Like where? What are the what's the tier here? Because I think I think anybody who has these is ranking out wide receiver prospects. You you can go one two. You can go Rugs, Lamb, or Judy in any any order if you want. They're all three awesome. I like Lamb the best as well. Um, but I think that's – is Jefferson in the tier with those guys? Is, or is it a two-guy two, two tier and Ruggs is the third guy? What, how do you do it? Yeah, I think it's Lamb and Judy, and then it's Ruggs just a hair behind them, and then everybody else. I, I think that's that's the order. Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims, Brandon Ayuka are sort of fall into the third tier. Um but again, we were just talking about it. Rugs might go, might go first or second. And I, that wouldn't, depends on what you're looking for. I, I think, uh, CeeDee Lamb is much more versatile in terms of what he's able to do. Um, he's acrobatic in terms of, of his high point catching and his catch radius and all that stuff. Uh, again, like Jefferson, he didn't face a lot of press man, but when he did, he, he excelled against it. I'm not worried about that. You watch him at the line of scrimmage with his footwork. I don't think he's going to have any trouble at all getting open and, um, do, I uh, just, like him on the 49ers, that team, Jimmy Garoppolo, we're not going to be talking about him as uh, a guy who's going to get cut next offseason. I think with someone like CeeDee Lamb, his life gets immeasurably easier. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I would um, I would take CeeDee Lamb with a top three pick in this draft. Yowzers. I mean, that's CeeDee Lamb. If you don't need a quarterback or even if you do need one. Uh, with Joe Burrow, one. CeeDee Lamb, two. Isaiah Simmons, three. Can you imagine if the if – the, Redskins took a, that, that's worse than your two a pick. <laughs> I mean, if he's the best receiver in the class and you need a receiver, why not take him? Well, they don't have a second round pick, the Redskins. That might be one reason. Yeah. Well, you trade down and take Lamb at six or five. 
Or trade down twice and take him. Well, you just said you'd take him three. So, I mean, the top three. I mean, but yeah, I mean, of course I'd take him three, but like I would rather, I'd rather get more picks. I'd rather get value. Okay. He's good. He's going to be really good. And I'm excited to watch him play. He, um, trying to think. So who's, last- who's the best, who's the best fit? Like if you, if you, if you had your druthers and you could put lamb rugs and, and Judy in spots, where, where do you think is the best fit for him? Cause I would say, uh, lamb. I would say I would say Judy to the Jets because of his route running. I think would be a perfect fit for Sam Darnold. And Lamb, I could go. I think Ruggs to the Broncos is a great fit because he pairs well with Cortland Sutton, and then Lamb to either the 49ers or the Raiders. Yeah, I think uh, Ruggs to the Raiders just because of the deep speed throwback to Al Davis. Although Derek Carr can he throw the ball 40 yards? We don't know. Only John Breach can do that. Um, the Jets and, and Odell, <laughs> Odell, the Jets and Judy makes sense. Uh, I agree with you on that. And um, I just sort of mentioned I would love to see. C.D. Lamb on the 49ers just to see what Jimmy Garoppolo could do. Um, I mean, the Jaguars sort of, they definitely need a wide receiver, but do you want to waste C.D. Lamb on Gardner Minshew? I like Gardner Minshew, so I don't want to. I like him too, but I don't think that, I don't know. Hmm. Imagine C.D. Lamb with Carson Wentz. Imagine C.D. Lamb catching balls from Kirby Cousins. I mean, there are a lot of, not a bad fit for C.D. Lamb. Vikings aren't taking Lamb, I don't think, in the first round. Maybe they could, I guess. They need a wide receiver. They have the 22nd and 25th pick. Right, they're going to run the ball 4,000 times next year. All right. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Again, make sure to check out the feed. Thanks to Ryan Wilson for uh, the top 10 wide receivers. We'll have uh, Pete Prisco with tight ends and offensive line tomorrow. Watch the show 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.